Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey everybody, welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I am super excited to bring this blogger to you. We are featuring Olivia Fields. Olivia is a travel blogger and she has a focus in her work on sustainability. Welcome to the show, Olivia. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited. So give the audience a little bit of background about what you do today in your business and how you got started. Of course. So right now here today, I'm focused on photography, mainly in the travel and wellness and intentional living and sustainability spaces. So I get to work with a lot of brands like Alaska Airlines or Delta or Marriott Hotels. And then that's on the travel side. And then I get to work with a lot of brands in the sustainability space as well. And since those are my two passions, I've pretty much just been trying to build my brand on top of integrating the two of those together because they often are kind of disassociated when you think of being sustainable and you think of traveling. Sometimes they're not really put in the same box. So my mission here today is to just blend those two and just create a more intentional lifestyle because of it. I'm wondering (laughs) what you thought you'd be doing today. You know, when I was younger, I was like, my heart was super set on being an actress in Los Angeles. And that is what I ran with for my childhood and my teen years. And I actually somehow convinced my parents to move to Los Angeles when I was 17 years old because I wanted to pursue acting. And, you know, I did that for a couple years and it was super fun. And then I accidentally fell into photography and realized, whoa, I could make a career out of this and kind of switched my paths like a full 360. But here I am. Not what I thought I'd be doing, but I'm very happy with it. (laughs) Well, you're doing beautiful work. So what was it like actually organizing and getting your business started at like what when did you actually start the blog? What was it like to start working with your first brand? Bring us into the behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah, so I love sharing this story and I don't share it too often, but I have a very unconventional way that I got into photography. Like it wasn't my passion or I didn't pick up a camera at the age of three and start taking pictures. But what happened is, like I said, I was in Los Angeles as a teenager. I was around 18 years old and I had a lot of friends who were in the social media space already. And I was trying to figure out, like, how do I be a part of this? And so I had a camera and I was like, okay, I'll start taking some pictures of my friends and I'll post them on, you know, this new platform, Instagram. And so I started taking pictures of my friends and it was around the time when the word aesthetic was starting to appear and people were starting to try to have curated Instagram feeds and whatnot. So I jumped on that trend and had, you know, the all white, pretty aesthetic Instagram Mm. feed and somehow my little page with 300 followers (laughs) got in front of the eyes of someone who worked at Instagram. at the company for Instagram. And so 
they reached out and they were like, hey, we love what you're doing with your Instagram. We've never like talked to a teenager about how teenagers are using Instagram. Would you want to come up to our headquarters in San Francisco and like tell us everything you know about how young people are using social media? (laughs) Wow. Shocked. So literally like a couple of days later, I flew to San Francisco and met with the team behind Instagram and just told them like, hey, this is what's cool. This is what's not cool. These are the trends. These are the filters. These are all the things that the kids are doing these days. And I started consulting with them as a teenager. And because of that, that's how I got on Instagram and into blogging. Literally, Instagram gave me my platform on Instagram. (laughs) They they had something called the suggested users list, which I don't think they have anymore, but it's basically a list where when someone creates an Instagram account for the first time, it says, congrats, now follow these five people to get started. And so they put me on that little list for, I think it was about three weeks. And I went from 300 followers to 30,000 followers in three weeks wow. as an 18 year old. Oh <laughs> and so- goodness. I was like, okay, like, I'm in this now. Like, I'm doing this. This is a thing. How do I monetize this? Mm. Kind of where, led me to where I am today. A very unconventional and, like, sped up beginning. But it was a very cool experience. Yes. And you're here. And you're here. So now that you, I mean, you got a beautiful head start. Um, yes. It's like, thank you, Instagram. <laughs> Seriously. I love the team there. Yes. So now, but I mean, eventually you did have to kind of also, and you you still do today, you're like kind of standing on your own and, and creating something that now allows you to really live out your calling and your passion and create clients for yourself that are grounded in this like place of conscious travel. And so as you were organizing, like after you got that bit of a head start, what hurdles did you overcome when you realized like, okay, now I have to create consistent income from this if this is going to be my full-time business? Yeah. So I think for the first couple of years, I was just going with the flow, you know, posting what everyone else was posting, just trying my best to like blend in with the social media bloggers. And it wasn't until I moved to Portland, I moved out of Los Angeles, moved to Portland three, a little over three years ago. And I just kind of had this moment where I was on my own for the first time. And I had a lot of time to self-reflect and think, what do I want to do? I knew that I wanted to travel and I didn't know how to blend what I was doing with travel. And so I thought, okay, what if I just start posting photos of myself and make it look like I'm traveling? And maybe that's how you become a travel blogger. And at that point, I had only been posting my photography, not ever like a photo of myself. And I posted a photo of myself. It received so much engagement that I was like, whoa, I think I'm on to something. And so then I started posting more photos of myself. And within probably two to three weeks, I was getting reached out to by all these different brands that I had been wanting to work with. And I think I had this choice to make where I was like, do I keep doing what everyone else is doing or do I take this? leap and start like posting and doing what I want to do. And so when I realized that I could have my own voice and I had a message that I could share and that people might actually want to hear it, 
Mm. I just kind of went for it. And I'm so glad I did because if you are doing what you want to be doing and you're not listening to the noise that's around you, you can actually, you can actually get somewhere. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So what are you proud of so far, Olivia? Like you've done so much and you've gotten to such a beautiful place in your business. Uh, What do you have to celebrate? Oh my goodness. There's been so many small victories. Like, one of my biggest goals was to work with an airline I because I love travel and to work with them in a sustainable manner, like having a campaign that was based around that. And I actually have gotten really close in that area. I won't say the name of the airline, but <laughs> there, there is an airline that was really, really close to working on a campaign with me to ban um like plastic straws on airlines I know that seems very small to some people who might not think about stuff like that on a daily basis but to Mm. me that was such a big win to know that hey I pitched an idea and people are actually listening stuff like that has been just so rewarding to me to know that there is a space for sustainability and travel to live together and I'm very very excited to be as far as I know one of the few people who are trying to lead the way in that space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so let's let's go into this sustainability piece uh, because that's an intimidating word for a lot of people and I think folks may grapple with what exactly does that mean they've heard the term sustainability they may think it kind of relates to the environment and then there's all these other pieces that are a part of it but what does sustainability mean to you Yeah, to me, sustainability means that we're taking a step back and being a bit more mindful and conscious of our choices. We're not making impulse decisions or impulse choices, but thinking, okay, how is this not only going to affect me right now in the moment, but how is this going to affect me and everybody else in the future? Because everything we do is a ripple effect And if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, I think the word sustainability becomes a lot more clear. You're being an advocate for a sustainable future, not just, uh, you know, sustainable right now. Mm -hmm. And how does that relate to conscious travel? So some ways that I've really found that it's a bit daunting to people to be sustainable when traveling is they think okay well when I'm traveling I can't have you know all of my normal daily essentials with me so it's easier to just get things on the fly and get single-use plastics and water bottles and and all of these things and it can be a bit daunting but if you again take a step back take a moment think through your mind and show up prepared it's not as daunting as it seems, and it's actually really exciting. <laughs> mm, well, I am excited to talk about this whole exciting concept of traveling more consciously and sustainably, especially because now, um, you know, we're coming, well, some people are out of quarantine, some people are actually traveling, and so travel's coming back on the scene faster than we all expected it to. And so what better way to travel than to travel 
um, with our impact in mind. And so can you give us some tips on how can like an everyday person travel consciously? Yeah, so one of the things I like to think about is refuse single use. So if you're refusing single use and bringing your own when you're traveling, it can be something as simple as bringing a little cutlery set so you don't have to use the plastic forks and knives if you're on like a long flight or if you're eating out at a fast food restaurant. Obviously, bringing your own water bottle, super easy to get that refilled. Um, and bringing your own snacks too when you're traveling. I know we're getting a little off a of tra- travel more into like the daily essentials, but mm. so many little like airport snacks or airplane snacks are all packaged in these single-use plastics and you know on airplanes they give you a billion cocktail napkins with every Mm -hmm. cup of water that they give you Mm -hmm. and a really interesting fact um, that was recorded in a study back in 2014 said that there was an average of 102,000 flights per day worldwide which is crazy to think there's 100,000 planes in the air every day. Mm. And if everyone on those planes refused a single-use plastic cup in the air, we would save around 20 million plastic cups from heading to a landfill or heading to be recycled every single day. Wow. Wow. It's crazy because you think, oh, like, it's just me right here right now with this one little plastic cup of ginger ale that they gave me on the plane but when you think about oh there's a hundred thousand other flights today and there's you know two three four hundred passengers on each flight that's a lot it it adds up really quickly (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so I think just trying to think of not only yourself and your actions for you right now but think of the actions of everybody and how together all the little changes that we can make contribute to such a bigger global distance a difference yeah Yeah. so do you have any tips specifically with locations I mean I don't I don't know if there's any relationship with with this and traveling with where you're traveling and how to travel consciously but are there any places that for some reason there is a larger environmental impact on the travel industry than than others uh, that we should take into account as we're making decisions on where to go and when? Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, like you can travel consciously anywhere you go, but something that I've had to keep in mind as I've started to seek out like conscious and sustainably minded experiences when I'm traveling is to be really mindful of the locals who live there because you're visiting somebody else's home when you're traveling. And, you know, if you're just getting your takeout and throwing your trash and it, you know, falls on the street, like, that's not nice. Or something that has been brought to my attention is tagging locations on Instagram when traveling. Sometimes if it's a location that is very preserved, like nature, or it's very precious to the local people, it can be a bit disruptive if, you know, we're sharing it a bunch and then it gets, you know, overrun with tourists. So I think that when it comes to sustainability in specific locations, I think we're, we're okay to, to go mm-hmm. anywhere we please, but to just be mindful of 
how our actions there will affect the people who live there. Mm, it is like the butterfly effect. And it's almost like, you know, I, I studied systems theory in grad school and it, and it's just kind of understanding the unintentional consequences of decisions that we make, right? And sometimes we just don't play the tape all the way through because we're just doing things and we're not aware. And so that's such a good point to like be very mindful of the locals in those situations. If you are traveling to a remote or a rural area and that place maybe can't handle an influx of tourists all at once to just be mindful of it. Wow, such a good point. Yes, that was actually brought to my attention by an airline that I was working with, and we were headed to um, one of the islands in Hawaii, and they sent over this huge list of, like, things not to do, things that are disrespectful, like, areas that I shouldn't visit and post about, and I was just kind of taken aback and realized, wow, like, that's a little that could be really disrespectful of me if I'm just going and saying, hey, look at me, I'm here, everyone, come take this picture, like, yeah, definitely yeah. sustainability is more than just, you know, plastic water bottles and, mm-hmm. and it's about, yeah, carving out that sustainable future for a livable planet for everyone. So the thing that you wish you knew before that you know now that you can kind of leave with folks on how they can become more conscious in their traveling? Yeah, so one thing that I wish I had known and I didn't find out until maybe just a few months ago is something called carbon offsetting. So you think, you know, when you're traveling by car, when you're traveling by plane, a lot of carbon emissions are being released into the air and that raises the level of the greenhouse gases in our air and it can it can get messy. But mm. something that I recently learned is there's a few companies that let's say you go on a flight, you can purchase like a $10 like carbon offset where they are committing to planting a tree for just a dollar every time that you fly or stuff Mm. like that. And it's really cool because, you know, we have to fly like we're living in a very futuristic world Mm -hmm. already. Like saying I'm not going to fly or drive a gas car is unrealistic. Mm. And it was really kind of relieving to me to know that, hey, even though I'm still doing these things that might be a little harmful to our atmosphere or our planet, there's also things I can be doing to help it at the same time. And so offset, yeah, that nice balance, because I mean, I myself don't really know how to go plant a tree somewhere. (laughs) But Mm. but there are lots of companies who do and I can definitely give you the links of those. I know one off the top of my head is called One Tree Planted. In Reformation, the clothing brand offers like a climate credit as well that you can purchase if you're purchasing something online. So it's really cool, something neat to look into, and it makes you feel good because who doesn't like planting trees? (laughs) Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. Beautiful. Lastly, I'll ask you about hotels. So are there any things that one should be mindful of when selecting the hotels that they stay at if they are trying to travel more consciously in their locations? Yes. So I wish so badly there was like a platform or something to search for sustainably minded hotels, but we're not there yet. (laughs) However, (laughs) whenever I'm going on a trip, I will literally Google, you know, sustainable hotel in Orlando or green initiative hotel in Chicago or something like that 
And I try my best to stay at boutique hotels. And not that I don't love the bigger hotel chains. They're great. But sometimes staying at those smaller boutique hotels not only help the local economy of where you're going and help them sustain, you know, their tourism and their travel industry. But sometimes there's just a little bit more effort that's put into it when you're kind of scaling it down um, and not so much at a corporate level. And some things I look for are, are there uh, hotels in the city that are using solar power? Are there hotels in the city that are saying, hey, we're not going to wash your towels and change your bed linens every single day. If you need it, let us know. But if not, like, you'll be okay using the same blanket for two nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. And voting with your dollar in that way is just so huge in supporting that space and that business in the travel industry that are like trying to make it a sustainable one. And there, yeah, there are so many fun things. I stayed at a, uh, a hotel in Washington state last year and they had electric charging, which is something I don't see often. And I have an electric car. So that was a big mm. win. They used reclaimed wood to outfit their lobby they I think what else did they do they were sourcing all of their food for the hotel restaurant locally and seasonally and there's just like so mm-hmm. many little things that are mm-hmm. actually really cool that some spaces are doing you just have to do a little extra research to figure it out love the work that you're doing olivia i mean talk about really embodying the essence of she heals the world if you could look back and give any piece of advice to your 10 year younger self what would it be Oh man, my 10 year younger self. Let's see, I would have been 14 at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say to my younger self, I would tell her, don't wait, just do it. I had so many ideas as a kid, so much like color and imagination imagination Mm. burst in my mind but I didn't do anything with it. I actually have a note on my phone that I've had for years and years and years, literally just called ideas, with all these crazy ideas for things I wanted to create or a business I wanted to start and things that I just wrote down but never took any action on. And something I've learned now in my adult years is that you've got nothing to lose. Like if you've got an idea, take it and run with it because that's that's your livelihood. Like that's that's what you've got to give to the world and the world needs everyone's own unique voice and perspective and gifts and talents and so if you've got something take it and run with it (laughs) absolutely amazing how can our audience find and support you well you can find me primarily on instagram that is where i spend most of my time my username is just at olivia fields And I also dabble in the YouTube space as well. My husband and I like to share sustainable travel guides to cities that we visit and different places. So that's always fun. Um, My username is just Olivia Fields on there as well. And then I have a website, Olivia Fields, just kind of a little summary of all my work, but mainly I'm hanging out on Instagram all day. (laughs) Very cool. And guys, that's Olivia with an A, A A-L-I-V-I-A. Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. It was very fun. And if there's just one last thing I could leave with the audience, 
is to just make sure that you are leaving the spaces you go and the earth that you're living on better than you found it. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And there you have it. Thank you for listening to the She Heals the World talk show, where you can learn not only how to design your business, but also design your life. To learn more about how to live by design, grab a freebie at shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie.